BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello and welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. If you're new here, welcome to the show. I'm super excited about today's conversation, which is something that, yes, I do say starting every episode, I'm well aware. But let me tell you, today's conversation is extra special. It's very dear to my heart because we have two of my best friends in the world on the show Jenna Zoe and Krista Williams. They need no introduction because they've been on this podcast many times, but also they have huge platforms of their own. Jenna is the queen of human design. She started the My Human Design app and website and podcast and all the other things. And Krista is the co-host of Almost 30. She's hosted this podcast before on my birthday. Definitely go back and check out that two-part series back in October because it was a favorite from the listeners. So check that out. It was also a favorite of mine. And Krista is just doing so many amazing things. So is Jenna. But beyond that, we're not really talking about business today. We're talking about friendship. We're talking conscious friendships, how to have clearing conversations, how the three of us met, which is a huge question I get asked all the time, how to cultivate meaningful relationships. So we're not just gushing about each other the whole time and how happy we are that we've found these close friendships in our lives. We are giving you guys the tips and tricks and all of the ins and outs that we've learned to cultivate similar friendships in your life, how to heal from codependency, how to avoid building resentment in friendships and beyond. And also, I felt like this was the perfect kickoff to a new series that I want to do, which is basically having my best friends on the podcast. So we can call it something cute like TBB besties or... I don't really know. You guys can send in your ideas, but 
I've had my close friends on the podcast many times, but mostly only my friends that are in the public eye. So I also really want to have on my childhood best friends, Katie and Danielle, for example, who you guys have heard me talk about many times if you listen to the show. And I just thought this would be so fascinating. I've been doing a lot of market research, you could call it, and listening to podcasts that I love. And I find that the episodes that I gravitate toward are always the ones where the host is interviewing someone who they're really close to or solo episodes, of course, but like when the host has their parents on or their significant other or their closest friends, because you just get to see this deeper glimpse into someone's personality and into their heart. So I really feel like that's what you're going to get in today's episode and this new series that I want to do. So tell me if you're into it, head to Instagram, tell us what your favorite part is of this conversation and what you learn. What I love about Jenna and Krista is that the three of us are all incredibly different from each other, incredibly unique. We have different approaches to friendship and communication, but it just completely works. So without further ado, let's dive on in. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. I love you so much and enjoy. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am Divorced Not Dead. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for the happily ever after? Does our love story really have to be one great lengthy novel, or can we be happy with a book of short but exciting love stories? I guess we'll find out on Divorce Not Dead, and lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey, so buckle up. We three should have a podcast together. Honestly, I'm so down. Jenna can talk about human design. Yeah, we can just sit there. You can there. be human design and friends. Yeah, human design and friends. Jenna and friends. Yeah, we can just perk up and be like, yep, this is what it's like to be a yeah, reflector. Yeah, we can be like, wow. <laughs> yes, we can be your backup dancers. Yes. You're the Love. Beyonce. I'm the, I'm the other ones. I'll take it. Well, I'm so happy that you guys are on. And we're, uh, we're sitting on the couches right now for everybody who can't see us. We're in a different room here at Dear Media. And it's just so special. I'm sitting here facing two of the people who mean the most to me in the world. I could cry because I just feel so lucky to have you both in my life. I love you. We talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. so lucky. We're like, so what is lucky. it? Like twice a week? We're just like, we're We're lucky we love each other so much Mm -hmm. in our little vortex group chat Mm -hmm. so today on the podcast i wanted to talk about conscious friendships Mm -hmm. because i know i mean that's something people write into me about all the time and i know it's something that we all had to cultivate in our lives over time Mm -hmm. so that's what we're going to talk about today but let's first get started with how did we all meet oh how did we meet? Because I remember I met you through my friend Erica Kimmick. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Erica Kimmick got a reading from Jenna seven years ago, probably. Mm-hmm. You were just starting human design. Mm-hmm. You were still had your business, mm-hmm. your baking business. Mm-hmm. And I remember where I was sitting. I was sitting on my little desk in Venice in my like tiny, tiny apartment by the beach. I got a reading from you. And then we met at Plant Food and Wine. Mm-hmm. We had like a four hour dinner. Mm-hmm. At Plant Food and Wine, I remember where we were sitting. Mm-hmm. I remember what you were wearing. And that's how we had met. And then we met through Danica, right? Or Yeah. Through Danica. Uh-huh. 
Jordan's photographer was living in Los Angeles and I shot with Jordan's photographer and then we got connected. Yeah. By this her. was like eight and a half years ago. Forever um, ago. Mm-hmm. I was like a reader. Yeah. I was like a balanced blonde stand. Oh my God, which I <laughs> oh, love so much. I was. I was like, it was like my blog. And you've always been crazy? so wow. supportive. Yes. Like I always remember. And then when you started Almost 30, yes. you were somebody who actually supported at like events and stuff. Even the 5K we were just talking about. Yes. And that's when I realized, oh my, Krista, like we would be such good friends. And yeah. that's when we really started a friendship. Yes, yes. Which was really special. Yeah, because it's hard to move from like fan to friend. <laughs> you have to kind of, that's what I've had to do. Like a lot of the people that I love and I'm friends with now, I'm fans of first. Not Same. like fans of, in a, but I respect their work. Mm. And so sometimes it's kind of hard because you pedestalize people. Mm-hmm. And you can, it can be challenging to kind of break the pedestal of what you perceive people to be like. So mm-hmm. you kind of had to break that. But yeah, we... It was so long ago and I just remember meeting both of you and I, you know, loved you so much, but it's so powerful because I, I wouldn't have thought, I guess I didn't think about much related to the longevity of my friendships then, mm. but it makes me so grateful that we have such a deep and meaningful friendship now because you couldn't have predicted it. And I think what I'm realizing now with a lot of my relationships is that I'm really loving the ones that progress really naturally yeah, and happen really organically rather than the ones that are like fast and hot and heavy and like you meet and you hang out 24 seven and you just become one another. Like I'm really loving the natural progression of, of my friendships where they just get deeper and more meaningful over time as we slowly become more intimate and close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And we can talk about that all day and we should. And then Jenna, mm-hmm. We met, this is actually very full circle mm-hmm. with the three of us because yeah. I listened to Jenna on Krista's podcast, yes. Almost 30, you yeah. and Lindsay. Oh my gosh. Because people had been telling me, have you heard of human design? And this is back five and a half years ago. People weren't talking about human design At the all. way that everybody is now. Almost 30 broke the internet mm-hmm. with Jenna on the podcast. And I had some readers of my blog who were like, you have to know about human design. It's so you, you'll be so obsessed. I think you're a projector. That's what people would say to me. Mm. So I was hoping that I would be a projector just (laughs) for that reason. And I listened and I was like, oh my God, this girl is amazing. Mm. And the interview was amazing. And I have to know more about this. So I emailed Jenna. I was sitting, we were just talking about this. I was Mm -hmm. sitting at my old desk in my old apartment, my like big Mm -hmm. desktop computer that I don't even have anymore. Like I would love to have you on and I don't think you live in LA, but all this stuff. And you're like, I'm actually in LA. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And then I said, okay, cool. I just did did the the test or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a reflector. Mm-hmm. And you said, well, if you are a reflector, I'm really excited because I don't get to read reflectors very often. Mm-hmm. And then you came to my apartment. You were so chic. Mm-hmm. Oh my so God. Chic. Like <gasps> head to toe, like a stylist, like <laughs> this Cheeky British, chic. just beautiful, <laughs> chic woman. You had a decaf iced oat milk latte from, from Alfred. Alfred. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start ordering this every day because she's <laughs> so it. chic and amazing. 100%. And then I did start ordering it every day for it's years. So and anyway, we did this two hour podcast and. I actually, I don't think I've ever told you this, but I was supposed to go to acupuncture, like, because I thought we would have like a one hour podcast mm-hmm. and, you know, not become like best friends, just mm-hmm. just meet. And it was going so deep and going so well that I was like texting my acupuncturist under the table. Hey, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to come. And she's like, okay. And then we just kept going. 
And it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And this is back back in 2018 Maybe. or 2017. Mm-hmm. Either one yeah, of those. One of those. Um, and then... It was shortly thereafter, maybe a couple months, that the three of us started hanging out. mm -hmm. And like you said, it's been a slow burn. Mm -hmm. It's not like we all were like, oh, we're going to be a trio and like Mm -hmm. do all this stuff together. We would like awkwardly get together. Mm -hmm. I mean, awkwardly is not the right word. It was like, was it? (laughs) No, no, no. Sorry, not awkwardly, but to make plans because it's not like we were all like best friends. It's like, let's get together. And it was never awkward, but it's like, it's not like we were just instantly we're all going to spend all this time together it was something that was slow Mm -hmm. and beautiful Mm -hmm. and then it took a couple years that solidified into like this is one of the most special Mm. friendships that I've ever been a part of yeah yeah we just it's so nice that we and the gratitude piece that we all bring into our relationship and into our lives is just so special and for anyone listening it's like how can you bring that into your friendships or your relationships where you're cultivating gratitude together or you're seeing the best in one another together or you're able to be that, yeah, that highest self version, which for me is more open-hearted, more Mm. grateful, more loving, you know, all these things. It's like, how can we practice within our relationships that aspect of us, not just like the powerful boss babe part of us, but like also the ooey gooey, warm, Mm. loving, tender part of us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mostly that part, because something that I love about the friendship that we all have is that even though we're all in the same industry, we don't talk about work that much. Never. And so I'm true that. so never. happy about that. But I never we, talk about work with my no, friends. No, but if we do talk about work, it's great because we can understand each other yes. on yeah. deep levels. But there's so many friendships in this industry, I would say, yeah. that are very competitive and very much talking about work, like mm. what deals are you getting, and like, ooh, ooh what God, do you I've have never on the horizon? You guys that. Yes. Well, none of us are like that. Yeah. yeah. But let me tell you, and this is not like shade to anybody else, but so many friends that I have had in the last ten years in this industry, I thought were my friends, but they were not actually mm-hmm. friends. And it was either competitive or the kind of user yes. energy, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a new product. Let's put it on your stories mm-hmm. or just like this expected thing. None of us are like that with each other, mm-hmm. which is so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I think also one of the things that has made us three like just really be able to connect is I think we've just happened to be on the same like trying to be more open and trying to be more soft with yeah. each other at the same time. Like we didn't really engineer that that's something that we'd all be sort of like working on at the same time. But I think because all of us are able to drop into this sort of like softness, I don't even want to say vulnerability because it's not like we're like bearing, you know, it's true stuff all the time, but it's just like softness, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that it's really, it's just nice because like, I feel like sometimes when I need to soften, you guys are soft. You know what I mean? It's like, we kind of like keep the baton going so that there's always, I feel like in our group chat, there's always someone that's like Mm -hmm. bringing us back to that. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. there's always the someone going through a hard time yeah, <laughs> and then to to lift them up or mm-hmm. often we're we're all paralleling mm-hmm. but we can remind each other of our hearts mm-hmm. and who we really are yeah which is so beautiful mm. so a question that i had for you both was in that time frame so like seven ish years ago when we all started to get close how have you each individually changed? Mm. Maybe because of these super healthy friendships that we've mm. had or outside of it? 
I think when I met you guys, I my whole 20s, you know, your 20s friendships are a little bit different because everyone's trying to figure out who they are. And it's just like really scary time where you're trying to find a new footing that isn't school, you know, so you need this like foundation. And I was a typical person that had like a huge group of friends and I was always organizing like every Thursday, every Friday, every Saturday, 12, 20, 25 people all together all the time and this whole thing. And it's a natural thing I think that happens over the course of your life, but specifically in your 20s where you go through like, I mean, grief, genuine grief of losing people in your life. So all of a sudden, I think when I met you guys, I was going through this big transition where my solid group was starting to slowly fall away. And then I was like thinking about who I was without all these friends and grieving all these friends. And so I think what really happened to me was like, you can't rely on just your existing friendships of people that just kind of know you, but you're really changing so much that they don't really know you. You know what I mean? Like I was getting into Kabbalah at 23 and I wasn't telling any of them about it, you know, or I was getting into astrology and I wasn't telling any of them about it. So I think actually it was like a natural thing that happened where losing a lot of friends kind of put the fire up my Mm-hmm. ask a bit to be like you know what though if you really do miss your friends and you feel that hole then like try and if you're gonna you know making new friends now be you do you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it was actually almost like a blessing to lose so many friendships because of whatever reasons N- they were never bad reasons they were just life sort of accidentally especially around your Saturn return I feel like that happens a lot you know mm-hmm. totally yeah the Saturn return is huge and that's why when Lindsay and I met, we were just starting our Saturn return. And that was a lot of the reason why we started Almost 30, because I felt so alone in my journey. And I remember meeting Lindsay and I felt a lot of shame because I was like, should I have friends that I grew up with? Like I was like, I kind mm-hmm. of had this idea that was maybe from the media where I was like, I should have, you know, four friends that are my best friends from childhood and we should be best friends forever, you know, and we should have this. But I had friends all over, you know, I was like, is there something wrong with me that I have friends that are in these different places? But Mm -hmm. I think what's changed most about me is that I've developed so much self-trust through all of the grief of grieving people in my life, whether, Mm -hmm. because I've grieved more people alive than dead, Yeah, you know, more of those relationships with me. And through the self-trust, it's like, it has happened through friendship breakups, through losing friends, through friendship transitions, through relationship transitions, And I feel so grateful because I have such a better sense of self and I don't give my power away as easily. You know, I was someone that would really give my power away to people, really give my power away mostly to women because I would perceive them to be more knowledgeable than me, more smart than me, you know, cooler than me, whatever those things were. And then it would create a dynamic where I was just kind of in service to them and their life. I would completely abandon myself. I'd feel like I would lose myself in a relationship. And I think the last season, probably in the last couple years, I've really learned to like stay in my power and that like me being in my power can attract friendships that are more fulfilling and more supportive and more deep than I could have ever imagined. But I had to develop my trust in myself first and enough self-love to cultivate people that love me too, mm-hmm. you know, because when I wasn't loving myself, like people can only love me as much as I love myself, like we all know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have friendships that were really super deep in like a true way it was deep in like a trauma bondy way of like i'm gonna tell you my secrets you tell me your secrets (laughs) but it wasn't true intimacy that has like a risk element to it Mm -hmm. you're both such good speakers i'm just like hanging on every word the way that you describe myself because there's so much to say so much i literally am like 
calm I know. I actually have a list in my brain of like every single thing that you both said and how I want to elaborate. Like I want us all to elaborate on so much of this. But Mm. I echo so much of what you both said. And hearing you talk about it, it's actually really cool that we're talking in this way right now because it's making me realize a lot of what I've learned through being friends Mm -hmm. with the two of you, which is that both of you, and I'm the youngest one here. I mean, we're all like in very similar ages, but because I am the youngest, I feel like I was maybe the last to realize some of these Mm -hmm. things coming out of my 20s, coming Mm -hmm. into my Saturn return after you guys. You both really helped me be okay with friendship breakups Mm -hmm. for the first time in my life. Wow. Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to cry. Seeing that has been really beautiful because it's it's hard. It's hard. It's been hard to be, to witness you be so, yeah, it's been hard to witness you go through that and not see the gift of being your friend. Like what, what a gift it is. It's been hard. I love you so much. Love you. Yeah, I could totally cry and I have chills because for everybody listening, I mean, Krista and Jenna know this intimately, but I didn't let go of anyone my entire life. Mm -hmm. Ex-boyfriends, friends, ex-friends. If I wasn't friends with someone anymore, it caused the deepest pain and shame, like you're saying, imaginable. And in the last three or four years, you have both been such rocks to me as I realize you should never beg someone to be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> you mm-hmm. should never, even if it's energetically, because mm-hmm. I was never with words begging someone to be my friend, but energetically being the only one to make the plans, being the only one mm-hmm. to reach out, yeah. being the only one to uphold something that was really maybe a good aligned friendship 10 years ago Mm. but not now and to realize there's nothing inherently wrong with me because those friendships have fallen apart or they're not where I should be putting my energy now but if it were not for you two Mm. oh my god that heartbreak Mm -hmm. would have been so much deeper and something that I really struggled with that you've both helped me with and Krista really like introduced the concept to me of was codependency Mm -hmm. in friendships and realizing how codependent of a person Mm -hmm. that I've been. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if you both could talk about how you went from codependent friendships Mm -hmm. to healthy friendships. Mm -hmm. So for me, the codependency thing, and we would talk about it because it was something that I've been working with in the past, you know, couple years. And it was basically what was happening was is in my, the way that I grew up with my mom, what she sort of struggled with caused me to be someone that would, you know, be so concerned about her experience. I felt like I had to abandon myself for her. I felt like I had to monitor her moods and do whatever I could to basically receive a connection from her because there was a lot of neglect. So that was something that I patterned onto the women in my life where I would basically figure out what I could do to keep a connection. And that meant overfunctioning. That meant overgiving. That meant completely doing whatever they wanted to do and not really like having an opinion or perspective. And it meant also to me feeling like in every relationship, it was fully my responsibility to hold and that I had to basically be responsible for any plans, any sort of like anything in the relationship was like my responsibility. If it succeeded, my responsibility. If it failed, my responsibility. And it would really provide a space where like, people would feel either some people would feel deeply connected to me or some people would almost feel like they couldn't get to me because I was giving so much that it was almost like a wall. And so I wasn't really allowing people in. 
you know, I wasn't allowing them to see me in my true intimacy or in my true depth or the person that I really was because I was putting on this front of being perfect or being like the best friend ever or like doing everything for them so that they would love me and be with me. And in the past couple of years, I've really had to be okay with either disappointing people or letting them down or not being everything for them or not being the perfect ideal friend for them and having that be okay and loving myself enough to know that I can make mistakes or I can be myself or I can be vulnerable and I'll still be loved and I'll still be supported. And so that's moved me away from more of the codependent friendships that I was in where I was out of my power and I wasn't really being myself into more empowered friendships where there's more of a balance where I can count on you to be there for me as much as I am for you. And that if I don't reach out to you, you're gonna reach out to me or we're gonna have like this reciprocal love instead of something that's one-sided. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I think when you're saying this, the thing that's really coming so clear to me is like, whether it's because we have to be perfect and we have yes. to like who we are, or whether we're because we are falling in love with the idea of a person, it's like, it's non-real meeting non-real. Do you know yes. what I mean? And so I think so much of the time you, I've done this so many times where I've been so in awe of someone, for example, that me trying to be close to them meant I, that's something about me to me by association. So and that's kind of the just opposite or same as trying to be a certain person so that someone can, you know, whatever. But actually, like, I think you just maybe reach a point where it just costs you too much to play the game because it doesn't get you real connection anyway. So I think what's nice about, you know, where we are now and whether consciously or unconsciously is like, you know, I'm not going to feel bad if I don't text you for five days and no one else is going to feel bad and no one's going to make anyone else feel bad. I think we come to it with so much and I love you guys for you. You know what I mean? I don't love you because you're Jordan, the balanced blonde. And I don't love you, Krista, because you're this and that, whatever. I like you guys because we get on when mm -hmm. we just mm -hmm. are together. We have a laugh. We hold each other. We share each other. We're soft. We're nice. We're kind to each other. We, it's just, it's organic and it's natural. So I think you know, something that's such a big takeaway for me of learning is like, there's really nothing that's so unlovable and, and unacceptable about anybody. Mm -hmm. So it's that lie that keeps us in these false friendships where it's like my front is meeting your front. And then there's just this like fake dance that's so draining. Yeah. And you know, you I hear this a lot like, oh, friendship, you know, tiring to like be with people and stuff. I'm like, it isn't if you're being yourself. I completely mm -hmm. agree. Exactly. That's how sometimes people, I'm around people a lot. I love Community, I love to be with people. And I realize that when I'm myself, it's never draining because yeah. I have, I'm self-sourcing my energy instead of taking it from someone else or having to give so much energy. We had Lee Harris on the podcast and he channeled for us and he said, I need to learn to stoke the fire, not be the fire. Where oh, before wow. I was like, I'm the energy for everyone else. Kind of yeah. like a generator. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm the energy battery for everyone else. And I felt like it was my responsibility to give everyone so much energy but it's like when you're yourself in your own like frequency, it's easy to be around people all the time. Mm. Yeah. Do you guys ever fall into the trap though, where you're like, you feel so good that you sometimes are like, okay, come on guys. I mean, it's just like zhuzh you up. You know what yes. I mean? You're like, yes. I know how to make a good mood. Like, let's do this, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like, let's go, baby. Let's just, let's just like, you know. Slice it up. Back. <laughs> let's just light it up. Light and then you're up. like, oh, that's why I don't do that. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Totally.
Yes, I know. It's it's taken me a long time in my life to be with people who don't deplete my energy. Yeah. But it's true when you're with people who you really enjoy being with and you're just totally being yourself and you don't have to put on any fronts and they're not putting on any fronts. It gives so much energy. Mm-hmm. Which is why so often all of us are together and it's like one in the morning and we're like, oh shit, we have to go home. Like, it's, yeah, we're like, we like ground each other. We're like, yeah. okay, guys, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And but it's it, good. It's just so special. Mm-hmm. It's so special. It's, and also, I just want to say that I still do the fronting. Do you know oh, what I mean? I'm course. not, we're not sitting here being like, oh, we're like ourselves all the time. Like, <laughs> yes. It happens to me all the time where I'm like, I call it authenticity hangover afterwards. I'm like, oh, yeah. ugh, you know, you get the ick when you're like, so nice to see you yeah. and whatever. So I'm always like trying to, you know, that phrase of like, don't I mean what you say and say what you mean and don't be mean when you say it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I really, really try to not fall into that because it does make you feel horrible afterwards but sometimes your ego kind of yeah ropes you in Mm -hmm. I do it all the time too that's why it's so special to have friendships where I don't do it Mm -hmm. because it's a safe space with you guys I mean I still want to be liked there are still people who I think are so much cooler than me like Mm -hmm. I still do all of those things Mm -hmm. but it's just so nice to have a baseline and have friendships where you can just come and be yourself and it just feels like home yeah I had a friend the other day we had like a, we had like a clearing conversation and we had something sort of like go down. And I just remember thinking like, whoa, what is, and it wasn't even a big deal, but there was like an apology to me, whatever. And it was really her apologizing because she wasn't like being like perfect almost. It was like, I was just kind of in a bad mood or I was in a bad place or I wasn't really showing up my best. And I was like, what is this idea that we have Mm. of everyone to be in the best mood Mm. the perfect person like you know just kind of this idea of perfection that we have for our relationships and friendships and for the people that I'm intimate with like I want to make sure that that's not the expectation because I don't want that to be the expectation for me to be perfect to always be in a good mood to always be fun to always be cool to always be interesting because I have so much of that pressure for myself so I just also want to break down that barrier within my friendships like it's okay for us to show up in whatever state whenever possible and just accept each other through that journey and process. Yes, yes, it's so healthy. You don't have to pretend to be in a good mood or Mm -hmm. you don't have Mm -hmm. to come to this thing and be happy, like just be be however you're Mm -hmm. actually feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I think that comes with confidence in yourself to be able to be communicative of what you're going through to kind of let people in on your journey and process so that they can support you in that. You know, what I love to do in my friendships and relationships is just make whatever is unconscious conscious. So if it's like, hey, I have this part of me that feels like when I show up, I have to be super funny or interesting or cool or always make the plans or whatever. Like I'd love for your support in changing that narrative or changing that dynamic or feeling like I can be more comfortable just being myself around you. How can we support one another in this process? And having that really lets people in to be the ultimate support for you and be aware and conscious because sometimes we can unconsciously be expecting people to be perfect Mm -hmm. and not really know it. And so when we speak to it, it's like, okay, this is a thing that we're both working on, not feeling like we need to be perfect or show up in a certain way or, you know, be this like certain person. We can just be ourselves. And sometimes that means we're just off. Yeah, totally. And you mentioned having a clearing conversation. Mm -hmm. That's something I want to talk about because a lot of people wrote in and said, 
a lot of things about like if you do have an issue with your friends or have you guys ever had an issue with each other and if you have how did you work through it how did you talk about it first of all clearing conversation Mm. like that wasn't even a part of my vocabulary until like a year ago how does one have a conversation like that I don't have we had one I don't think we've had one I don't think we have either I don't think us as friends have had one but you know what I also think that we can kind of like Mm, not stew on things you know what I mean so and I think we're quite direct with each other like mm-hmm. you were even sending us a voice a text you'd sent to someone else the other day like a professional thing mm-hmm. and I was like just be more direct I know honestly I wasn't mm-hmm. like and I, then Jordan was like totally girl I get you I'm like Jordan yes yeah, no, I was like oh if that happened like, totally to me Jordan. I would also be livid yes. you were yeah. you're like you guys are saying the same thing I was like no we're not <laughs> yeah. Jenna was so level headed about it and I'm like no this would have made me so bad I think it, sto- it, it means it stops occurring because you're not like, yes. oh my God, yes, this other person was so rude to you. Yeah. know. As in, if I if I genuinely thought that person was rude, yes. I would tell you. And so I think it just, little things of being honest with each other. I think it doesn't then build up to like yes. me getting in my head that Krista's always mad at people she works with or whatever. Yes. I don't know. Yes. But yes. I just think we just, it's like the light stuff we just clear all the time, mm-hmm. I feel kind of. True. Totally. I think for clearing conversations, this is something that, Lindsay and I have had to do, you know, in our relationship because we're business partners, we're best friends, we're like soulmates. And so it's been something where we bring up and activate a lot in each other because we're so intimate and we're so connected, like a romantic relationship. And what it means for us is that we can really come to the table with our reflections of what we're noticing. We can come with our truth. And a lot of times we come very processed. And so that means that we are taking the parts of us that are activated to our therapist or to other friends that are really intimate and kind of working through the frustration, the trigger, you know, like the really pettiness outside of that container so that we can come and be like, this is really activating for me because it's pulling up that part of me that feels abandoned when, you know, you don't come to LA or something like that. I would love for your support on like more communication or like, how are you feeling about this? And it can just be something that brings us to more intimacy because we can see each other more clearly. And I think what's been helpful for that for anyone listening is internal family systems, which is really the thought about the higher self. So in internal family systems, you have the higher self and then you have parts of the self. And the parts of the self are created through trauma or various experiences that are not the higher self. So the higher self is really that pure part of yourself that like is all loving and all knowing. So like there's a part of me that's activated or mad at you or pissed or whatever, but it's not the real me. How can we kind of work with that part of us to hear them and listen and, you know, love that part? And then also recognize that there's a higher self that like is all loving and is really able to like see the friendship in that person very clearly. But I would say clearing conversations are not easy. It's like PhD level stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, I'm at this age and this point in my life and I've don't, I don't have it all down. I don't feel super good when I'm doing them. I'm not excited about them, but it feels like a necessary part of my experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, you're like you're like a therapist. I'm mm. so <laughs> I'm so absolutely blown away. I'm be a therapist, guys. Well, you'd be <laughs> so good journey. at it. You, I'm blown <laughs> away would. by everything that you've learned. Like mm-hmm. you host your podcast, you get to meet like such incredible people, which yeah. I feel Same. has put you well. True. Yeah. As I'm listening to both of you talk, I'm wondering. 
if I've ever even had a clearing conversation. Like maybe I've had like two. I think you have. Yeah. yeah. I can think of one. Yeah. I can think yeah. of one too. Yeah. We're all thinking of the same one. Yeah, yeah. You know Which what? I'm I think super it's proud almost of like though, I think three of us are not super confrontational people anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the time because I'll speak for myself, but I think I'm speaking for you guys at the same time is that when something does come up, we do sit with the stuff that is ours. Yeah. Even small things. It doesn't have to be like a giant thing, right? But kind of just like, so that you're not putting all that and blame on somebody else. I think it takes a lot more than to have to have have a clearing conversation. It has to be someone that has either really, you know, hurt you or triggered something or someone that you can't really be without. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's in your most intimate relationships where you can't escape the buildup. Like for me and my sister, like we love each other beyond but she's the person who I'm going to always have to have the more, you know, difficult conversations with, you know, and really be able to change myself in. But I think there's so many things that I avoid because I realize that like the trigger and stuff is not people like doing stuff to me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's them, their own understanding of their own life. Like even think about silly things like Jonathan, when you guys came and stayed with me, you know, the first morning and he, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> first morning, he like comes on my couch with his duvet and like sits 9am, like starts talking to me. And I'm like half asleep. I'm like, Jonathan, we can't do this again. Like, <laughs> I am not a morning person. Yeah, I can't, can't yes, sit yes, on my yes, couch. Yes. Like, no. love. But the thing is, totally. is like, as much as that annoys me, he's doing it because he's just being like so loving and mm-hmm. sweet and wanting to be together. So I can separate the understanding that his intention and his framework of life is not mine. And then I we had like a talk. I was like, I can't have noise until before 11 a.m. Yep. or whatever. And on the last morning, they were leaving early and I was like, so I'm going to say goodnight to you now (laughs) (laughs) before we go to bed. (laughs) Goodbye. Mm -hmm. And then he still came in in the morning and like literally laid on top of me and was like, (laughs) I'll love you guys. I love you. We love you forever. Mm -hmm. We're friends forever and this and that. And I was just like, how can you, you know, you just see your own stuff so deeply yeah. when mm-hmm. you just know that someone isn't on purpose. Like most of the time we're not on purpose trying to annoy each yeah. other. Totally. We, we're not understanding why doing one thing is going to upset somebody else so deeply. So a lot of the time I feel like it's just the universe trying to help you see your own stuff and then it doesn't need a clearing conversation. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets to the clearing conversation, I think for me, I'm prepared for it to be uncomfortable. And I have my like backup voice of being like, it's fine if you get this wrong because there isn't really like an obvious blueprint to this. And it's fine if you're not proud of yourself and it's fine if you kind of mess it up and be a bit dramatic or whatever it is. You're you're getting closer to just not doing it than not doing it at all, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of like prep myself that it's not going to be like, I just ace this test. Yes, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not always going to walk away from it feeling amazing. Yes. No. I mean, me speaking as someone no. who's had like one of these, but true, very true. And also I would say we're all so good at looking at our own yes. side of the street mm. That's huge. that sometimes, and I have to speak up for like the super highly sensitive kind of mm-hmm. self deprecating negative self-talk people out there it's not always your fault too it's Mm. not always your own fault because there's some friendships outside of this circle obviously Mm. in which I always find a way to put the blame on myself but I think that goes back to the codependency conversation Mm -hmm. where I have like old friends or you know some friends who I have spent years telling myself you're just being too sensitive like Mm -hmm. they still love you it's fine but it shouldn't feel bad Mm. like at the end of the day and maybe that is you know another self thing where you Mm -hmm. have to love yourself enough 
to walk away and maybe it's a clearing conversation or maybe that's not even the answer with some people. Mm. Yeah, I love in Women Who Run With The Wolves, she talks a lot about not expecting everyone to have the same heart as you. And that was something that just really hit me because as a Pisces deep feeler, like I would come to relationships and expect people to have the same depth or capacity to love or to be there or to see or to give or to empathize with, I expected them to have that like I did. And I'm not saying like I'm amazing and you know, but- No, but you're a big giver. Well, I'm a big giver and I'm a big feeler. And so I would come to these with, you know, some of my friends that are like Aries people. And it's just like, they don't feel like I feel. And it's like, Mm -hmm. how can I love them for that? And how can I look Mm -hmm. at that and be like, okay, how can I work on that in my life? And so not expecting everyone to feel as much as you or like see things in the same way you do or like have the same expectations in relationships and friendships or have the same capacity. Cause some people just don't think about things as much. You know, they're just kind of like, most people don't. I mean, that's something that I've learned that the three of us have talked about a lot Mm -hmm. is like, oh, most people don't feel Mm -hmm. as deeply as we all do. And I think, and again, that's not saying like, oh, we're better than people who don't feel as much. That's just the way that we're- It's exhausting to be honest. Yeah, it's not better. Let me tell you, um, it's the way that we're made up. But I do think that's one reason why the three of us get along so well and that brings me to my next question in both of your opinions in which ways are we all similar and in which mm, ways are I we all this one. I love this different. One. similar okay. and different i love this similar hearts similar depths of heart i feel mm-hmm. like similar ways of just coming with gratitude and like a pureness we always say that there's like a purity with the three of us and i feel like we just are really really lover like we're true lovers of life like we all love life in the same way we all want the same depth and richness and like experience and beauty and expression in life which is so beautiful and i think we also see the best in people all three of us and we're able to really show up in a way that i think i don't expect from a lot of my other friends like i i expect you know you to show up for me in the way that you do and you always seem to do it so those are things that come up for me I think the same. And I think the main difference, because I fundamentally believe that everyone wants that kind of life. Mm -hmm. But I think the three of us have kind of like come out of the closet and like live out of the closet with it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think I think about days when I was always like that inside. But I, you know, it takes like a lot of bravery to be hungry for life. It takes a lot of bravery to want want even Mm -hmm. wanting it is a bad word right and so I think what we share in common is like we're unapologetic about wanting that dreamy amazing life and being on the quest to get it Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean and I think it's a priority for all three of us to see how much better we can make life Mm -hmm. I think everybody wants that but I think we're so like active in our pursuit of it and we share our pursuit like we we bring each other along our paths a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like we're always kind of like holding hands and keeping close and sharing findings. And mm-hmm. I learn a lot from what mm-hmm. you guys are going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. And in which ways are we all different? Oh God, I, I can't answer that question. I know. Well, it's a harder different. one. It's a much harder one. <laughs> I feel like basically every other way. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> we really are. I mean, you on, on paper, I don't think you'd put us... Ex- aside we're from very if, different I yeah. think it's like hard to say yeah mm-hmm. 
We really are. I know. I'm trying to think of how to answer that question too. Same. Yeah. And it's funny because on the surface, again, taking it back to because we're all in the same industry, you think, well, of course, that means you're friends. But actually, personality wise, we're quite different. We are very, very different. different. <laughs> I know. I'm actually dying to hear your answer. <laughs> like, if someone can think of one. Yeah. I really don't have an answer, guys. I feel like I'm more like Jordan in the way of the deep, like the the friendships are kind of like paramount, like in our minds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're like, you're a deep, you deeply care, but you have this beautiful ability to be more like clear and direct mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, that, you know, you could kind of be like, I'm not going to let this bother me and then not. Mm. Like, yes. I think you have a better control of your mental <laughs> game <laughs> around that. Yeah. Where Jordan and I can spiral. Yeah. <laughs> we can I, be like spiraling. 100%. <laughs> and Jenna's like, oh, I just don't think about it. You know, just yeah. Like, just like so like. It's more stoic. stoic. Uh, more That's English. Yeah. I was, I was also going to say <laughs> when I was saying that the three oh, of English. us, like the three of us say a lot like the other people some other people don't care as much. I was actually thinking, no, <laughs> Jenna can also be that way in a good way, yes. in a good way and not it's in inspiring. your safe, you know, best friend relationships, but you don't spiral the way that we do yes. about like little interactions or yep. what people think of you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you're, maybe you're more different mm-hmm. in that that's way, mm-hmm. but that's good. Like mm-hmm. you want to have friends. You can be that, like, oh, I just don't care. And, and then yeah. you like mean it. We're like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> right. What yeah. do you mean? Like I care forever, yeah, forever, <laughs> deeply care. Yeah. And then we're all different in the sense that, I mean, our personalities are different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the way that we work, I think is different. Oh, yeah, completely. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I've, the way that we text is different. Wait, how, wait, how is that different? <laughs> I'm just not as like, you guys in, are the best. I'm just a little. You're not as actively yes. engaged. Krista goes to bed really? at like 8 p.m. Yes. And Krista yeah. wakes up at like five five yes. jenna and i are night Little, owls night owl sleeping girls. in yes. i will never respond to a text at mm-hmm. even seven or eight in the morning yes. that would be a rare day yep. yeah where jenna and i will still be talking at like midnight <laughs> one in the morning and krista yes. at 6 a.m will be like responding to yes. us when it's totally died down and uh-huh. it's completely over <laughs> yeah <laughs> the energy is gone yes also so you're funny. an amazing sleeper and yes. we're like die hard oh, yes. totally have a hard time totally. sleepers. it's like yeah. an existential crisis every night for us yeah a hundred percent i think you guys are both more extroverted than me yeah. i think krista definitely is mm-hmm. and jenna is too mm-hmm. where i genuinely am not mm-hmm. i used to think that i was mm-hmm. and i can be but like just on a basic level of like who I am, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. unless I really want to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our work, our working styles is like, what would you say the differences are? <laughs> Krista Ooh. works the most. I work the most. <laughs> yeah. With the least. Yeah. The most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most. <laughs> the most. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like you guys are just more feminine and in flow. It's like, I'm going to like cruise and write and do something. I'm like, oh yeah, I've got a fucking bah. A hundred percent. No, the amount of calls <laughs> yeah, that Krista I can know, do, yeah. <laughs> even on the weekends, I'm like, should be you host, you know, retreats, master classes, whatever yes. they all are, all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, on the one hand, I couldn't. Like, I just not. Yes. I'm not built that way. It's enough for me to join for thirty minutes to the almost thirty retreat, yes, which was yes. amazing yeah, and crushed. so fun. Yeah, but I can't host those things very often, mm-hmm. and I've learned that about myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we do work so differently mm-hmm. and our timings. Like I speak to Krista more when I'm nine hours ahead of her because our time zones are more aligned. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally, <laughs> totally. Like this is great. Yeah. But also, I mean, I've learned so much being around your guys working because it's taught me like when you guys are working, you're fully in. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I really appreciate is that sometimes I'll kind of be doing the surface stuff where it's like answering the emails on the calls, like, but it's not true deep work. And I feel like you have really especially you, Jenna, have really cleared, like cut the fat. Mm. And you're just like, this is what matters. This is my priority. And you're able to really zero in on that. I think that's probably one of my favorite things I've learned just like about work in general is about myself is like always thinking about what matters, not all the things that are on your plate. Like where is a place where you're like moving the needle or adding value and like prioritizing that? Because I don't necessarily want to work all day every day sometimes I'll love to do like an all day thing and sometimes I'll love to do nothing and most days I like doing two to three hours so mm-hmm. there's this like nice balance of like still getting stuff done but being like soft with myself on it but I was really impressed with you because you I don't think you see it in yourself but you do do both because you had a call on a Tuesday when I was getting my wisdom teeth out and oh, yeah. you instead of saying you couldn't firstly you volunteered to come and pick me up okay and then you like took care of me and everything and then you just stayed on the balcony to do your work and you yeah to do. totally true yeah krista's definitely the friend to call if you need someone to pick you up from something mm-hmm. or you're having a surgery it's my dream when people ask me that it makes me Aww. it's my dream i'm like oh yeah. my god i just appreciate when people feel like they can ask me for something yeah. i just love that yeah, well, you're definitely that type of friend. Mm-hmm. And also, it's true. Like, you've come over for the afternoon and you'll take calls from my bed <laughs> in my room. And I'm like, <laughs> I do not do stuff like that. If, Like Jenna said, if I had a call with yes. my whole team, I would just like not also make plans. But Krista's really good at doing it all. Yeah. And I think that's really yeah, nice. I'll be like going Jordan's bed and I'm like, hey guys. Yeah. I mean, if that home. isn't flow and being yeah. feminine. Yeah. It's true. true. There's different that's ways. True. And yeah. I like doing too much. <laughs> I do want to find a way to, to have my schedule in my life, mm-hmm. but be more flowy with it. I can get a little rigid actually. Like mm-hmm. if I have one call that day, yeah. that's like the day. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be that way. So yeah. you should be able to, you know, be a little more go with the flow. Something that a lot of people wrote in actually was how to deal with having conflicting opinions or beliefs, which I don't think we have very many of, but some one somebody said aliens and Jenna doesn't believe in aliens. Ah! <laughs> Guys, wait, and, what? I'm just kidding. Krista and I are the alien girls. We're oh my God. aliens on And Earth. Jenna will just be like, I don't really believe in aliens yeah. and how do we you know, maybe oh. when she's older she'll yeah she'll realize. <laughs> exactly. we'll give her a few more yeah, years yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only a matter of time yeah but yeah what would your opinions. what would your answer be it just doesn't bother me yeah. yeah it really doesn't bother me i don't need that's not the basis of our friendship is to yep. agree on everything no, totally. again that's like an abuse of a friend is like i'm gonna affirm that i'm okay by you agreeing with everything that i think that's a sign to me that you need to validate yourself and yep. you need to be okay with how you genuinely feel instead of trying to think about how you want to feel. Like, mm-hmm. how do you genuinely want to feel? And then make that okay. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, you could believe the entire, and we have like, like you said, there's a lot of things we do agree on, right? But even if you had the entire opposite, it will make it interesting because mm-hmm. there's levity to it then. Mm-hmm. But we don't have to agree. I'd be like, oh, tell me why you believe in it. Like, what is the thing, you know, what is the thing that yes. made you believe in them? And, right. you know, it's like, 
the fact that I don't, it's not a big deal. Well, when you make your beliefs your identity, yeah. then it's a threat. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I am an alien. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't believe in me? You yeah. know? Right, like, right. It's like, how can we be playful about things? And <laughs> yeah. That's like when you're living in fear, if you're afraid when people in your life and people that you love are thinking differently mm -hmm. than you, mm -hmm. like that's really... Like we have to think about that. No, like I why totally would that make agree. you scared? Or like why would that be a problem? Yeah. I think it's mm -hmm. how you approach it. So if someone thinks differently than you and they're condescending, they're rude, I think that's when it becomes a problem. Definitely. Mm. Like that topic doesn't really come up between all of us because Jenna still all the time listens to us talk about Pleiadians yeah. and aliens and asks about it. And I'm like interested. genuinely totally. And when we did our mushroom ceremony, I'm just remembering this right now as we're talking. <laughs> there was a moment when Jenna looked at me and was like, Oh my God, like the the cosmic stuff you see, like I see it. And how yeah. do you how that's do you true. how do you how do you deal with seeing that shit all the time? Yeah. And I that's was like, I was gonna say, I'm like, the mushroom ceremony didn't make you a believer. <laughs> it, it, it showed me other realms, but not specifically aliens. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Other realms. <laughs> other realms. Yeah. Other realms wasn't enough. But it's, but it's interesting. <laughs> Krista's definitely the funniest one out of all of oh, us. Yeah. Krista's you... the funniest. Krista is a comedian. That's my goal. Mm -hmm. Like stitches mm -hmm. constantly. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. Yeah. A hundred percent. But I think for me, and I feel when you guys are doing it too, like we actively practice bringing ourselves like to our, our better self to the mm -hmm. friendship. Do you know what I mean? Like I can come to the table and just be like, there's nothing that she can say or do that's going to make me like we're so quick in our society to like character assassinate people. Yes. And I think that's the main thing I feel with you guys is like, I can do and say whatever I think and you're gonna still choose, even if you're faced with a choice. And even if there's a part mm -hmm. of you that says she's this or she's that or whatever, that's gonna go, maybe that isn't real or maybe mm -hmm. that isn't true. And that's something that I really genuinely feel like is your ego's never not gonna be in the picture vying for the thing, mm -hmm. you know? To have a great friendship is not to be without ego. It's the fact that we use this as a as a opportunity every day to not play into that because of how much I love you guys and because of how much I want to see you succeed. Then why would I let my ego convince me that you know you're wrong about aliens and therefore mm. like oh she therefore just doesn't we know be friends. <laughs> yeah or like oh she's just like less you know yes. spiritual Evolved. or less white or whatever whatever totally. the ego voice tells you you know. Absolutely. Yeah. I wonder if we can, for the people listening, like support them in how can they cultivate friendships that are yes. meaningful? Because I feel like we talk so much about how meaningful ours is. I would love mm -hmm. to, because <laughs> then they're like, okay, can we be friends with you? I was, you know I mean? I was, was thinking like, the same thing. I would thing. love to support them. I was thinking them the same thing. Things. I do want to like backtrack and say, like I was saying in the beginning, it took me a long time yeah. in my life to find such a thing, to really have like a true deep friendship where we can be so open with each other. We have so many of the same things that we love, but we're really different. We complement each other. It took really deeply knowing ourselves mm -hmm. and really deeply following the path that's laid out. Like for years, I had to be pretty lonely, pretty isolated, not had to be, but I was mm -hmm. because I was like, I don't like to do what the other people are doing now. I don't, I don't like going out and drinking. I live in LA where I went to college, but I don't like what all my college friends are doing. I love those people, but I'm not going to go to those things, which was lonely. But I kept following the path of what I was doing. And it's like, okay, well, 
I'm hosting events for the Balanced Blonde. I'm doing 5Ks. Mm. Oh, Krista showed up. Like, mm-hmm. And then you just mm. meet your friends along the way. Mm. And it's not an overnight process. No. What would you guys say? I think I have two. One is a more surface one. And it is a bit of an ego one, whether it's a spiritual ego or a social ego or whatever. It's like, oh, there's no good people around. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I think the more you say that, it it does become real. And it's almost like you liking that. There's a part of you that's like enjoying being spiritual like different or special or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I was like that with men, by the way. I used to always say, oh, there's no good guys around. There's no good guys around. And I was single for six years because I said that straight for my whole 20s, basically. I swear to you, the second I was like, maybe there's nice people around, straight away I found someone. So I don't think it's as literal as like just speak it into existence or anything like that. But I think just wherever you're loving separation, and that's like just a small example of how that shows up, of not feeling understood, of not people being, you know, it's difficult for people to get you and all that stuff. Like that's the stuff that needs dissolving. So maybe that isn't such a small surface tip, but it's like, where are you enjoying not being as similar to people or having stuff in common with people? That's huge. And the number two thing is I think kind of like, we touched upon it as well, which is just like being the more okay you are with being your natural self. Not only will you find new friendships, but me and Jordan have spoken about this recently where people who you've maybe been friends with for decades, who you've, when you're friends with people for that long, especially when they're from childhood, you're going to weave in and out of being Mm -hmm. in each other's lives more and less because life will happen. But even if you're so different, when you really love someone from a pure place and you love who they are at the core, then you you practicing being your natural self around them does actually sometimes, you know, you told me that word entrainment, like it, it creates a possibility for that person to be who they are. And it opens up so much love, even if you are so different, even if you are, if they, if you care that, about them enough, you being natural, I think improves that relationship too. I love that. I think, yeah, I really love what you said about the ego wanting to feel like separate and special. Cause I think there's a wounded part of us that really enjoys being like, you know, I don't have any good friends or, you know, I'm not supported. It just, there's like a wounded part of, or a child part that loves that story and that is running that story. So for me, my story was like, women can't be trusted. So I had to really look at the stories I was telling myself about women and about female friendships and really just take responsibility for the way that I was showing up and the result that I was getting. And the result wasn't always bad, but the result was me not being met. And then I would also, you know, just understand that like being alone is better than being with misaligned energy. And where are you blocking yourself because you are surrounding yourself with misaligned energy or you're accepting their bare minimum or you're just like going with whatever you're receiving instead of actually choosing the friendships or relationships that you have. And I suggest really just checking in with your body consciously when you're with people. Mm. How are you feeling? Like, Mm. how's your breath? How does your body feel? Like, how's your, what are your mental like thoughts? Like what is actually happening that's telling you from a body perspective and from an emotional perspective about the relationship and about where your relationship stands and how can you cultivate more self-awareness, more body comfort around people that you're with? Amazing tips from both of you. I love that. I mean, Can I, also I echo one? it all, yeah. please. As you're speaking, I'm thinking as well that sometimes when we don't feel good around people, there's such a culture of like now blaming it on the other oh, person. I mean. mm-hmm. And unless you can really say but they're that they're narcissists, Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes under- they are. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they are. But genuinely, a lot of the times when I'm not, when I'm like tense or in fight or flight around people, whatever, 
it's also sometimes because I'm still performing or presenting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's not always the person yes. making you feel like that. It's like, can are you completely comfortable? Because you might find that your t- your relationship with that person completely changes mm-hmm. when you're still in your center. So sometimes it's not necessarily needing to find new friends if you're looking for friendships. It's like, how can you be a better friend and be more of yourself? So many good tips. It's definitely like... We look for so many ways to feel special and different. And and I think one of my stories for a long time was like, I am so different. Mm, Like how I ever like mesh with like Mm -hmm. the right group. Like I've always had a lot of friends, but like groups of friends, not as much. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I do. Mm -hmm. And I don't have that story anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think to close out, although I could talk to you guys all day. And I, I would love for each of us to just say one of our favorite things about each other so everybody in this room we're gonna take a half an hour i know just a quick sound bite okay i thought about a similarity that you guys have which is actually my favorite thing about both well my favorite thing about both of you and i tell you this all the time is that you're pure people Mm -hmm. you really have good intentions you really live from those good intentions Mm -hmm. and you don't wish ill or jealousy or mm, you know, letting that kind of negative behavior, you don't let negative behavior get in the way of who, how you show up. Mm-hmm. But also both of you, and I think this is where you guys are similar and you've taught me a lot, is both of you are so loyal mm-hmm. and so ride or die that it that was a big healing for me mm-hmm. that I needed and having you two as friends mm-hmm. has really helped me be more like that too. So those are my two favorite things and my two favorite things about both of you. I'd say one of them that's kind of selfish is just you guys have really been there for me in like some challenging times. And it's just like simple. It's like, hey, I'm thinking of you. Hey, I love you. Hey, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. And usually it would feel like I would have to earn that from friends or people think I'm very strong. I'm very independent Mm -hmm. and I'm also very private. So I think people with that would sort of just see that as like a front where they're like, she's good. She's fine, but you guys see through that and you see my tenderness Mm -hmm. and you see my heart and you go for it and just make sure to check on me, which is so helpful and has been so healing because I can just be like, oh, I'm good, you know, whatever, and just kind of bypass the self. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you've just been there for me in ways that like I'll, not many people have. Yeah. So beautiful. Oh my God. I love you both so much. We see this mush. We do. (laughs) Yes. It's so clear to the smush. Yes. (laughs) And I'll say my favorite thing about both of you. I'll start with Krista. I'll say, and this is just one of the many things I love about you that pops into my mind is yeah, the ride or die loyalty, like Jenna said. And we were talking the other night about another friend of ours mm-hmm. and someone copying her and this whole thing. And, and Krista started crying, like tearing up, Ooh, like oh my gosh. feeling, feeling so <laughs> deeply for this other close friend of ours and caring so truly and so genuinely mm. that even it teaches me a lot. Cause mm. I'm like, Oh my God, like how beautiful to mm-hmm. care so much yeah. about someone who's not even in the room right mm-hmm. now. It was going to really make beautiful. me cry. It was and really I think that, that I was like driving on my way home. I was like, what the fuck? Right. And that's, <laughs> like, that's how a, could they do that? The definition of Krista. And you feel it being yeah. your friend. So yeah. you feel it. Like yeah. when I'm going through a hard time 
or be even becoming a mother. I mean, you've both become Atticus's family, He's which is baby. one of my favorite things. He's all baby. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel how much you care yeah. and that, I mean, that's everything. And that mm. goes back to the purity mm. that Jenna described. Mm-hmm. And then Jenna, I mean, you, how do I even go on? Like we parallel so much mm-hmm. and in you, I've been able to see learn more about myself than in almost any other relationship I've ever had Mm. and it is something so special Mm. and like the deeper we go and this is true for all of us too Mm -hmm. like the more there is to love yeah and and I just feel it's like a never-ending lifetimes soulmates Mm -hmm. connection Yeah. yeah and it's true you're just so we talked about this before but like strong and stoic yeah. in a way that i admire so deeply but she's from like a good place, for you to bounce off of yeah mm-hmm. from like a place of like... purity yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. and it's just like yeah. grace it's just true mm-hmm. grace in human form gene key 22 yeah oh, grace that's me baby Can you? Yeah. it's it's so amazing though because it is like the gift that keeps on giving like the more and more we do treat each other like soulmates we become soul like yes. you know bring soulmate energy to your friendships so and it's true. like oh wow look i've opened up all these other avenues where i can have soulmates where we tell each other we love each other yes. all the time yes yeah. you know? yes the marriage yes. of friends it's that thing i posted yesterday mm. yes. i mean yeah your friends are just as much of your soulmate oh my gosh so much your other soulmates can be mm-hmm. so with that we could literally talk all day and we will and i love you both so much and even talk about both of your amazing accomplishments but i feel like I mean, everybody knows we're, we're no of course we love you guys so much this was so we special love you, and is now fam. one of my favorite episodes love, love you guys. guys so much bye, bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Wand and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.